Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Uncaged. Welcome inside episode number 10. Can you believe we made double digits on season three? Wow. Of Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. They are the experts you need to know. As always, my name is Jesse. He's Lance. Yep. We are going to talk everything. Medicine at Tigers. Maybe we'll dip in a little WHL in there as well. We uh-huh. should start off. Big win for the Medicine at Tigers over the weekend. Beating the Brandon Wheat Kings. What was that? 5-6-1? 6 1? It Andrew was a Basha lot. To a little. Four goals. That was good. That was Basha looked pretty good on Saturday. Great crowd as well. 3,500. We got the wave going again. <laughs> we did get the wave going again. That was that was nice to see. Kudos to those kiddos that were in the corner. They were trying. They kept going three, two, one. Then they'd go and it made maybe a quarter. Uh-huh. And then died. They tried it again. I hopped on that microphone. I was like, listen. We got to get it going. Saturday night. Looking pretty good. Looked like we're going to get a dub. Right. Let's get this wave. Yeah, it seemed like it was safe to do the wave, enjoy the evening. But the crowds have been good. Man, like especially been, on Saturdays, right? Crowds have been really good. Which is nice to see that it's turning around a little bit and just shows that uh more people are buying into the team. I mean, there's a lot of hype obviously when the team drafted McKenna. That kind of put maybe the Tigers back in the forefront a little bit of people's minds. I think so. And then they're starting to see these other pieces actually work out. Like yeah. I, I remember a lot of people were excited about Kane Lindstrom. Like when he showed up, they're like, wow, I can't believe the size of that kid. Wait till he starts getting some muscle. Yeah, they didn't know really who he was because he was a third-round pick and maybe didn't have the pedigree that he should have had because he had options, as we've mentioned before. But you saw him play once, you're like, well, that's, that, that's not a, a typical Tiger because people still think that the typical Tiger is small and undersized and fast. And uh, Caden Lindstrom is still fast but also big. Yeah, he'll show you where to go and how to get there. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we've seen uh, some awesome progress with McKenna. He's having a great season. Mm-hmm. you got the uh, Rock Twins that we saw one game of, and a lot of people were excited about them. Right, yeah. That'll be interesting to see how they, you know, in the, in the future bridge them into the lineup because uh, you're not graduating any forwards, so so where's where's the space? Where do they go? Yeah, uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see. Um, one of the topics we'll talk about, uh, Gino's going to join us momentarily, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the big trades that happened in the WHL, that uh, Minton kid? Fraser Minton, yep. Played yep. with the Leafs at the start of the season. Yeah, got your guy. Back to Kamloops. You're a big fan. Yeah, I like this kid. Well, yeah, he was playing on a cheap salary in Toronto. I mean, yeah. why not? He probably has Austin Matthews' phone number in his phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It probably does. And he'll probably be on your fantasy team in a couple years. Yeah, because he will. You'll, you'll need some more Leafs. But then when he got sent down to the dub, he got sent back to Kamloops. There was a lot of chatter. What do you do with him? I mean, Kamloops gave up a lot last year to go all in. Yeah. Do you continue with him, or do you try and find a, a different team for him? And, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they did name him captain as soon as he got sent down, this too. This is weird. It was just very strange. You named him captain, then dealt him in a couple weeks. Oh. So I wonder if they didn't have any plans, but then the right offer came through. I guess. But you had to know that someone would come calling, right? It's just a strange thing. Like, he's probably the shortest tenured captain in Blazers history. Gotta be. Yeah, actually, he's gotta be. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe someone beat him on, right. on that shorter amount of time. I never thought about that, but yeah. But, uh, so there were chatter, there were rumors that he might be on the go, uh-huh. and it might have been to the East. 
And so when you sit there and you look at the East, you're like, what? There, there's maybe a handful of teams that could want to beef up the the scoring. Right. Could it be the Tigers? Could it be the Moose Jaw Warriors? But it was the Saskatoon Blades. Yeah. yeah. Giving up a, a prospect of what, two picks? I think that's what it ended up being, or, or three maybe. It was a decent little return, I would say, for Fraser Mitten. Um, also, speaking of trades, I mean, we, we had one Thursday with uh, with Brandon Wheat Kings. They traded with Kelowna for uh, 20-year-old defenseman Jackson D'Souza. Ooh. Big defenseman out of Kelowna that has uh, been a part of their leadership group for quite some time. And I, I think that's a good fit for D'Souza and Brandon, really. They kind of go together really well because – Brandon, when they were here, we saw them. They had two young defensemen in their top pairing. They had, a, I think, a 2005 and a 2006 born, I believe, our man Ty and, and Alec. Um So getting a little bit of a, a veteran presence on their blue line was a good idea. And for Kelowna, I mean, you, you move an asset. Obviously, it's never fun to trade one of your 20s. But if, if you maybe think that the deal is right, and who knows what Kelowna thinks about their team moving into the back half of the year, um, but if they think that Brandon's a good spot to, you know, maybe give D'Souza another run at, at playoffs, then that works out as well. But if nothing else, uh, Brandon got a little bit better. Yeah, which so, Brandon is a sneaky good team. Like they, they, I don't feel like they found their fitting. Also, when we saw them, they had a atrocious schedule. Yeah. So I think they're a little yeah. tired. I think they're ready to go home. But yeah, I don't know who they upset, but they upset somebody at the league office because that was that was crazy. Like they were saying they got into Medicine Hat at like three thirty in the morning. Uh huh. And then found a way to win on the last game of their trip on Sunday in Prince Albert. They yeah. won that game. So, uh, so yeah, in any case, Brandon gets a little bit better. The Eastern Division starts to, to fill up more. Hasn't been much movement in the Central this year outside of players leaving the division. Uh, the notable one, Graydon Seatman, was traded out of Calgary. So you wonder if any teams are going to make moves to bring in players. Yeah, I, I wonder. Because... I, I, I always like to do a little fantasy GM in my mind. Like, yeah. what do the Tigers do? Do they try and get some D? I don't think they need it. In scoring, I don't, I don't they, think uh, they need it. I don't know that they do anything. Goaltending, they got three of them already. I mean, maybe to to answer the, the potential question about how you fit guys in the lineup for next year, you know, maybe you start, if you have a piece that someone's interested in that you move out this year from the forward group that then can create a another spot. I don't know, but... Uh, I doubt anything is going to really happen this year for the team. They don't really seem to to be in a position where they need to I make any moves. To. No. Um, but like Lethbridge is interesting because they're once again performing better than at least I expected. Yeah. Um, and, and they could use some offense, I think, to help them out yep. a little bit. They could use another scorer. So I'm sure they'll be kind of fishing around a little bit. Uh, you wonder what Swift's going to do in the yes. central because because yeah. that's a team that. It feels like they have the pieces. They just need to put it together night in and night out, kind of similar to Moose Jaw, right? But uh, we, we saw against the, the Tigers a couple nights ago that Swift at least plays them really well, and Swift can score in bunches similarly to the Tigers. So I wonder if there's not a, a move that they try and make. I still think that Edmonton would be listening to offers on Colby A. Yeah, yeah, there has to be some of that, right? I mean, the 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 – they're playing better than they did last year, right? They're, they're still in the bottom of the Western Hockey League, and it's still a process for Edmonton to go through, at least in my mind. And, yeah, with with Colby, hey, you got to think someone's poking around and asking. Mm-hmm. Maybe a team like Portland, who's without Jan Spoonar right yeah. now, and, and they could use a goaltender. I mean, I'm sure Moose Shaw wouldn't hate the idea of, of beefing up their goaltending to just add some more depth there, right, for Jackson Unger. 
Um, th- there's a few teams that feel like they could need it. I mean, Reed Dick is is not playing right now in Swift Current. Uh, at least I don't think he is. So uh, maybe they look at him. There, there's a handful of teams. And, and Red Deer, I mean, they've just kind of quietly gone about things. They've only won a handful, six of their last ten. Um, but they've got points in six straight. So that's a team now that's starting to come too. So heating up a little bit. So the central is really curious to me. It feels like there's going to be some movement, but I just don't know where it comes from. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like anyone's really like, whoa, they have to do something. The Tigers don't feel that way. Maybe Lethbridge would lead that in my mind, but Calgary's they're moving pieces out and still winning games. Edmonton is on that rebuild. So who's to say? Yeah, it's still a little bit early, but I don't think we're going to get any crazy trades like we got last year. Like last year, it was just bananas. No, the movement that was happening, and I, yeah. I don't think we'll see that this year. But well, I kind of poked around with a couple people that are smarter than me within the league, and I was like, okay, like Fraser Mitten sets things off, but where where else do things come from? And kind of the overarching vibe I got back was don't expect. Like a lot of fireworks this year. I believe. Don't that. don't don't expect to to see a whole parade of of big names moving. Which, yeah, to your point, isn't all that surprising, right? No. Do you think it's because there's a lot of teams that are like, you know what, we're not really out of it. Like I said this, I, I we said this last year, and there's a couple guys that don't agree. But I mean, it seemed like you had the two or three on each side that were the super teams. Yes. That were yeah. pretty much locked in that you knew they were going to go. Right. Now I feel like there's a lot of teams that they get on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. They're in this. Yeah, and and that makes it difficult to really pull a, a a big deal, right? Because unless you think you're head and shoulders uh, above the rest, then it, it's hard to really go and make a go of it because you don't want to mortgage things for the future for no. something that might end up not panning out. Which and makes think, sense why Kamloops does that trade, right? Because Kamloops yeah. lost a lot of picks. Yeah. The one that interests me is Wenatchee. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. If Wenatchee gets a couple of their guys sent back, which we've even seen in years past, you could trade a guy who hasn't even sent back yet. Yeah, true. true. But because they're looking not great in the near future, like they gave up a lot of picks, right? Mm -hmm. Do they set themselves up to look good in the future for Wenatchee? Or are you trying to get that fan base right now in Wenatchee? And you're like, we're going to go, but we're telling you right now, Two, three years down the road, we're not right. going to be great. Because how important is that to have, you know, Connor Geeky still around, Matt Savoy has come back, Daniel Hauser, and they've got points in the seven in a row, five uh, five wins and two overtime losses in their in their last seven games. So they're playing well. Yeah. And they're sitting tied for second in the Western Conference as we're talking right now. So if they keep winning, I mean, you're not going to see them move pieces out. And I wonder if there's really going to be a whole lot of pressure from other teams in that conference to make Wenatchee feel like they got to make a move. Because mm-hmm. if you feel like you're kind of close and you have game breakers in Savoy, in Geeky, potentially Zach Benson, we'll see, that can come back and, and kind of boost the lineup, why would you want to make a deal, right? You might be yep. able to go on a go on a yep. run and return a lot of the pieces. Graham Sward's still there. So that's why I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot out of Wenatchee. Maybe I, I thought for a while Vancouver might be a team that moves Samuel Honzek, who is a draft pick to the Flames, uh, but he was just named captain I think uh, not too long ago by hey, Vancouver. You never know anymore. So unless we're going with real short tenures, <laughs> which I guess is possible, it's possible. But but Honzek seems like a guy that could you know be a a trade deadline pickup for a team that maybe wants that boost in scoring and and size because Honzek has one of the best shots that I saw at Co-op Place last season. I can imagine that's only gotten better this year. Uh, but he could be a guy that teams might poke around on. So 
yeah, it's it's interesting now that the trade market's starting to warm up. I yeah. just don't know how hot it gets. There's conversations, yeah, because this could be the only thing we really get. There could be some minor moves, right. but, I mean, this could be kind of it. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But uh, Gino's going to join us on the back end. We're going to talk about that game in, uh, in Swift. Mm-hmm. Didn't really go the Tigers' way, but we'll talk more about that in the weekend ahead on Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boy! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. Did you know that they are the experts that you need to know? I did know that. You remind me every week. I just thought I'd remind you again. Thank you. I should remind our Tiger fans, our hockey fans out there, that we cannot do this if Uh it wasn't for the mouth of the South who joins us in studio, straight off the bus, off Swift Current, Gino Pali. Gino. Hello, friends. How are we today? Good, Gino. Good. How's How's Swift Current, man? You know what? I, I enjoy trips to Swift Current when the time zone is different. Because we were home before midnight last night. That is a plus. That is nice. It was it was nice. I, like I kind of I even got a little sleep in because I didn't have to go Good back to back you. game and so I wake up and fans. I was like, dang, we're in Irvine. Yeah. We're almost home. Yeah, Let's go. Like it was great. Where like, were the Bronco fans the other night? Uh, another. I think they were underneath my booth banging on it. Oh, really? that's where they that's where they go is they fester under there for oh, a while. on the booth. That's where the guy was who wanted to fight us when we went there. That's right. <laughs> he followed us. You're protecting out. me, obviously. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Tough one against Swift. I feel like every time Tigers go to Swift, minus that 8-7 game, that was a nice one. But the last two times this year, Swift is, uh, has played the Tigers well in their own barn. And I don't know why it it is that way at the Innovation Plex or the Iplex. I don't know what they call it. It's Innovation Plex. It says uh, Innovation on the outside. Yeah, we'll go with and that. then people say Iplex, and then it's wrong. And Right. But I don't know what it about there. The Broncos just have hot, hot starts there. Like, 15 shots against last night for the Tigers. And, again, if you would have just been down 2 nothing instead of 3-1, I think that's a completely different game. Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, getting down 2, it's still the same concept. But, you know, that third one was rough uh, when Brady Burney scores it on uh, Ethan McCallum there. But I think still at that point, it the, the classic Josh Mazer quote from way back at the beginning, I didn't think this team was ever really out of it because right. I know there's liabilities and Matthew Keeper, you know what, was making his first start as a Bronco, mm-hmm. and I thought you could get to him, but the Broncos played very well in front of him. They blocked a lot of shots, but I don't think, I think they didn't even te- the Tigers didn't test him enough. I don't think they did enough in some aspects of that game that they could have been a little better. I thought Tyler McKenzie had a heck of a game. I thought he was ready to go from puck drop, right? And I think it just was a kind of a slow burn to get going and then it was too late when and again you're down three two going to the third you're down by one single shot against the broncos again mm-hmm. and you, you can't find a way to come back it's it, tough it's frustrating but it is and I, I to this point that i'll maybe end on the fact that you were down by a single shot with four minutes to go yeah. in a winnable game that also makes me feel okay about 
this loss. And I don't like losing. I don't. I don't like calling losses. I don't like calling games Swift Current because i got to sit down the whole game. I hate right, it. Yeah, I hate it. I absolutely like that. hate that I can't stand and use the full projection of my voice. Oh, sure. You know, wow. but well, they'll fight you It's over. just something you just can't. <laughs> let you know. You, 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 I don't know. It's just... You, what point was I getting to there again? Not sure. I, Not I was sure. trying but to ramble there, but it did. Feel yeah, you're down like by one shot, and if you played, if you play like that, and you just play a hair better, mm-hmm. or what you're supposed to be, no problems at all. Yeah. It That's did feel like a completely different team than that first period. Like it did feel you get one of those games again. We talked about it. You give them five more minutes, Tigers probably tie that game up. Well, I think even if you score on that double minor that happened in the second, um, and you go to three three. Yeah, you're Different. you're winning that hockey game for sure. Yeah. I 100%, but we can't think about what ifs or coulda woulda should us in mm-hmm. that one. You lost. And you're, you know, every time the Tigers have been ranked in the CHL top 10, which was <laughs> mentioned at Media Day by Joe Fraser, they lose the next game. So to Swift. Yeah. 3 t- or no, just uh Was it lost the last time they lost in Swift? Well, the one time was a loss in Swift when they got ranked, and then they took a week, but there was another game. Was it Portland? Was it the Portland game? No. There's no, but yeah, like I think the Tigers are now zero and three when at the, the game after they've been ranked in the CHL. That's a good 10. sign. So don't That's get good. ranked. <laughs> just put a petition in to leave uh, the Tigers off the list. Well, now the WHL have their own ranking system, so now you oh, got yeah. the CHL so got and the, the power WHL. Ranking. Oh, power yeah. yeah, those yeah. Are, those have been good. I know it's uh, it's good for for clicks and whatnot and clickbait. Because we were, fourth, <laughs> I'm sure the league loves it. Fourth in the dub, I think, according to their we power ranking. Third, like third, I don't know. third, I believe. Prince George is in there. Portland's in there. I just muse it Wenatchee, over. Wenatchee, I think, was in there. Yeah, and well, Victor. Prince George might drop a few pegs here now with Cohen Zemer out. So that's not great. That's not ideal. Um, like the, it felt a lot yesterday, like what the Tigers got in Regina from McCallum's first start. Yep, hundred percent. Like the it, it was just you know top to bottom, and you kind of touched on it where you say you know they're one shot away from from being right there and, and maybe extending to, to get a point in that game uh, at minimum. But it, it's hard to to also look at it and say, we played, what, a C-level, C, C-plus level game maybe, and we're still right there. Like, that's a good sign. And that's kind of the point I was making I'm thinking, before. right? Like, and, and, that's, and I think that's maybe a little bit of a problem now that you – when your team is good. This Tiger team is really good. Uh-huh. But – you're going to have bad days. And I think the way the world kind of works now, we're, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to win every game, so ho-hum. I think there's a little bit of that right now. And, it's not again, it's, that's confidence, to be honest. So, well, we didn't win and we didn't play well. So, But you just can't keep doing that. But if everything's also, you know, taking steps to go to make what I'm sure they're hoping is going to be a long playoff run. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they're starting to, to say now in, in scrums and post games and stuff like that that, I mean, this team has championship aspirations. Their words, not mine. Um, and, and so if that's the case, you need to build each day to be at that point. And I think you can take from last night that you had to gut out a tough game and a bad start and to put yourself within one shot when the game gets tougher. You, they, they're kind of finding these ways to, to elevate and, and keep themselves in it and play the right way. I say what you will about the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes. It wasn't good, but I think from there on out, you can be pretty darn happy with with the the fight that the team showed. Yeah, for the most part, I think just that lapse at the beginning of the third when you kill off the penalty, and I think 
All right, now it's our turn, but then Tyson LaVenture sneaks in behind the fence and scores and beats Ethan McCallum to make it uh, 4-2 at that point. I was like, okay, this one could be a little tougher to get back from. But, Mm -hmm. again, you score right away. And I I thought Ethan played well last night. I I know it was teetering on that, oh, boy, here comes a pull. Yeah. Just because of how the team played in front of him again, like you mentioned. But you look at the saves before it went 3-0 on a Bronco power play. It was right after the Bronco scored to make it 2-0. Penalties taken. I'm thinking, oh boy, if they get the three here, it this is this could this could just be like a slow building just crumbling to the yeah, ground yeah. for that night. But he was terrific. Couple great one time saves. I look at that one time save on Josh Philman yesterday. That's in Philman's office. It's a tough and, one to stop. And, and Ethan McCallum's just said thanks. Yeah. Try and again. try again. Well, so, really, the only one that he would. I mean, he probably isn't going to love giving up the first one because it kind of squeezes through him. Yeah. But it's also an odd man break that you just say, okay. The the only one maybe is the McCleary point shot, and I get it's through a leg, but it's from distance and that all that stuff. Like has a good shot, too. Sure. I liked it. Like I, he, he got McCallum pulling off his post. And mm-hmm. he tries, that's, that was a good shot. I liked, but... Yeah, you're you're definitely right. So I you just... get you get one that you you don't love, and you keep your team kind of around there, right? And I think I'm glad he a, stayed in the it's game. It's a big thing too for the goaltenders is knowing that, like they they should be able to play in a sense where if you get shelled for two or three off the hop, that you just got to make the next stop because this team's going to pull themselves back into it, and then you know those stops that you make, like you alluded to, big stop on on Philman, those ones now kind of keep the the deficit at a striking point yeah right? i mean that it helps the confidence up right like yeah. you have a bad start and it's on you right so you're dreading yourself you're down on yourself but then you start to see the teams kind of get back into it yeah. all of a sudden you're down by one goal well here i am okay couple a couple big couple saves stops, yeah. that's a momentum switch that you kind of hope the team can have mm-hmm. get you right back into this game yeah for sure yeah. uh another good point though five for five on the penalty kill penalty like, kill's penalty got three street range that's clean really sheets. good but i mean that's a look, good bronco power play yeah, yeah, that's not bad yeah on the other end Tigers going one for seven on the power play last night. Uh, and that, that that double minor, you know, I was talking about it this morning um, before this is obviously recorded. And if you score on that double minor, that's called by the linesman. And people, I still love that people don't understand why there's the double minors that are called after. So the explain fact. that. Linesmen are allowed to call two kinds of infractions: mm-hmm. double minors or five minute majors slash match penalties if mm-hmm. they feel that they need. But they have to talk to the refs first about it. And that's what happened on that incident with um, Ro- um, Dawson Gerwing, uh, Gerwing from uh, Swift Current. He kind of got it up the stick up high on a Tiger player, and all of a sudden I looked I'm like, hmm, wait a minute, why is there two minutes on the board here? Because I went to commercial break out yeah. of that, so I didn't know what the heck was going on. Because I'm trying to type something down, text, and yell things to Hartman or something <laughs> like that. And uh, I looked I'm like, oh, we have a high sticking penalty. This has to be a double minor, or else this isn't. Or I totally missed like the arm being up, right. which I could because you can't see through the beams at the <laughs> right, innovation right, right. plex. And, and then I look like, oh, this is a call by a linesman. Mm-hmm. Linesmen are allowed to call double minors or match penalties slash five minute majors. Right. So that's what happened. Didn't score on it though. So if you score there, it goes three three, and I think you win that game. Didn't happen. Hard to get back into it. You're still down by a shot going with twenty minutes to go. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to the point. Not great. Can be better. We can work on this. This is a fixable problem that but the to, Tigers had last night. To, to your point on the power play, like one for seven, and I was um, listening to, to your conversation with Joe in the pregame show, and the, the difference between when, when Gavin McKenna's on the ice 
and a part of the team for the power plays to when he's not. That was a staggering gap. It's like oh. it's it's about a it's like a fifteen percent gap. It's really fifteen to thirty percent. Yeah, they're, they're doubly as, as good with Gavin McKenna on the ice. I should mention with Gav, you know, an eight game a quiet eight game point streak. Yeah, he got now. another assist. He hit the post twice. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was going to ask, how many posts was there? Because I did see the one where Gav hit the post. Oh, yeah. And you no, said I, post again. So I'd assume that there were Gavin uh, hit the post twice on two different power plays. Oh. And uh, maybe the first one was on the outside of the post, which I don't count those as a true post hit. But the second one, again, to tie in the third, just didn't happen. So. Let's get these nets bigger. <laughs> Who do we talk to for that? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that would go well. Yeah, we need bigger <laughs> nets, bigger nets, and bigger goalie equipment. Right? <laughs> or thinner posts. Thinner posts. We need yeah, thinner yeah. posts or flexible posts where it, like rubber. Yeah, goes, it can like ricochet it in. Like to go off the double minor uh, and the whole linesman. Was it just me? Also, in the little bit that I got to watch, it seemed like a lot of delayed penalties. Like a lot of late penalties yes. were called last night. They were called late, and it was weird. And I'm not criticizing. Fish ain't a hard job. It I is, said. Of course. It. But I looked on a couple. There was the Dominic Peter or Peter Petrovic. Sorry, different different Euro. Uh, Peter Petro or Pav- Peter Pavlik. Say that five times there. fast. And after Drew Krebs lit up a kid, and it was a great clean hit, and Pavlik goes over and kind of just starts shoving Drew Krebs, and Krebs isn't going to fight. Krebs doesn't have to fight. Shouldn't have to. It was a clean hit, and I know that's something that I did mention in the broadcast. I was a little grumpy about it, a little bit. And, but when there's a clean hit, and I understand this, that you automatically have to shed the gloves. I don't get that. That's mm-hmm. part of the and, – and I know that'll never change. Like, oh, because they think it was dirty. They right. got him with his head down. And Well, I played with him in this year, and I'm going to get him back. Right. I, I don't know. It's I kind of hated that. But then Shane Smith comes to the aid of Drew Krebs to get him out of there. Gets him a shot in the back of the head a little bit, and he gets called for a penalty. And his penalty got called first, not Pavlik's. That was the weirdest part about it. Right. And that they were just going to send Smith, and then they took Pavlik. And I don't know if it's new guys. I don't know. Uh, but you got to make those calls right away. Mm-hmm. I think if you put the arm up on Pavlik when he goes after Krebs, that was a clean hit. The, the bomb's diffused immediately. And then once that first arm is up, then you can come in and say, whoa, yeah, that's enough of that. He says, hey, I'm just doing this because it was a penalty coming up. But I don't know. I just, a lot of later calls. I know there was a late call on Shane Smith on Owen Pickering. It was a penalty. It was a penalty, but it, it was oh, a late 100% one. It was, it there was, was a little bit of frustration because uh, Shane Smith had the, the, the shot Pickering blocked it, right? Yeah. Goes into the stands, a little bit of a cross check. Uh, I think they gave a rough call. It was, it was pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't – Shane Smith doesn't do anything soft. Locked him it? down a little bit. But then, yeah, with the late – like, because you make the call right away as well, because they didn't seem like it was a penalty called right away. Then it was. And I guess if you're allowed to get it, if you get a little more time to make the right call. Yeah. Good for you. You you made the right call. But let's make that uh, a thing then. Like everyone does it. Yeah. You have to do it right away. That's kind of my I don't know. And I'm and the officiate did not cost the Tigers. The game. No, no, no. It no, did. No. They got seven power plays. You didn't score on. You only scored once. No offensive yeah. power play going 15 percent. But. You had 14 minutes of power play time, so score make it make <laughs> it work. Yeah, you have you have ample. It sounds awful to say, but hey, maybe score two. Well, no, us, Listen, just give me off games. Yeah, that happens, right? and, and then that, that's the point I'm I'm kind of making. It's I'm kind of going in circles against Swift Current because I don't know. I just it's those beams. I stare at them. Like, those dang beams. Those beams and in the case of the ladder. In the case of Gavin, to what I think he's now 
tied for third on the team in shots taken. Um, eight goals, I believe, on the season. That is correct. So, like, maybe not finding success as much as some other guys that are up there shooting the puck as much as he is. But what what do you think it says about Gavin that he's still consistently – like, he hasn't kind of taken his his game to – a different spot. You know what I mean? Where some guys, when they're feeling it, they shoot nine times a game. And then if they're maybe, you know, fighting it a bit or they're not finding success, they don't want to shoot the puck. Regardless of how it's going, like Gavin's kind of been playing the same way since day one. What does that say about him? But do we expect more from him? Like, like what? I don't know if we, do, don't, if we have expectations as his first official. I'm not saying really there's any anything to expectation. It's just, it's a fact. He's shooting the puck a lot and he's, Got eight goals on like right. sixty-five shots. I th- I think the one thing I'll, he's a hell of a poker player. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's picking his spots. Yep. I think he maybe this it, and I don't know, but maybe not tonight. It's my choice to do this because then they're going to see something about me later. I think that's the hockey IQ element of his right. game. He wants to pass first, but everybody and that's kind of what we talk about. Like people somehow forget about McKenna, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes his game so good. Yeah. Is that the fact that we forget that seventy two's out there, but there's two guys ahead of him on the scoring race. There's three, yeah, almost four. So, and that's kind of maybe that's just his game. I I think he's just a he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers a bit in certain situations like that. Mm-hmm. And so he he was a pass first on the power play. He wants to be option three, and that's the best option out there. Right, but it's hidden, and I don't know if that's just strategy how they're going to go about their business, but. I just think he he's a hell of a poker player. But I'm just, just saying, like I, I like the i the idea and the fact that, like regardless of what the success might be, that he hasn't changed dramatically from going from one style of play to another, mm-hmm. and what he's going to do with the puck. It's it's always a fifty fifty when it's on his tape. You just you don't know what he's going to do, and he's kind of kept that throughout the early part of the season. And it could be hard when you're in your first full year to not over-adjust, right? Because you have to make adjustments. Yeah. But you also don't want to go too far one way or another. I thought he's been doing a great job mm-hmm. of it. Like it's uh, been really cool to see. I'm with you there. I I don't really have, I have no ending for this, so yeah. I'll just tip well, the Well, what's on crazy that. is looking at the shots. So, yeah, he's third on the team. He's tied with Shane Smith at 65. Mm-hmm. You got Andrew Bash at 67 shots on net. He's got 11 goals on the year. Then number one. Caden Lindstrom. By a lot. Yeah. 93 shots. Kane Lindstrom. The old shooting percentage is okay now with a couple more last night. Yep. But that's another guy that has to be shooting the puck. Oh. Has to be. Absolutely. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You're one, too, right? Basha mm-hmm. and Lindstrom are the guys that have been shooting the puck very well. Yeah. Lindstrom makes sense. But, I mean, Lindstrom's probably the number it's one It's cool guy. to see that Bash is in there because, I mean, I, I know I've always thought in watching Andrew play that like the the puck skill, the distribution, the way he sees the ice, like there there's no denying that is very very much down his wheelhouse, but I always thought okay, like just shoot the puck a little bit more because he has this ability to beat goaltenders from weird angles. He can feather pucks into these tight little spaces and when he gets, you know, clear shooting lanes, he can beat goaltenders one-on-one. And he's been doing that more so, like just like to you mentioned, not necessarily the goals, obviously the four goal effort helps, but just the amount that he's shooting the puck. I mean, if you're going to get more ice, you're obviously going to have more opportunities yeah. to be shooting as well, but he's doing a nice job. And maybe that's also a bit of a testament to what Tyler McKenzie does on that first line at five on five. Night. 
because he's also creating a fair amount of space for Basha and Lindstrom to work. He was unbelievable last night. I thought he took some huge draws. I know he's not the number one face-off man on that line anymore, but he took some penalty kill draws. Like when things were heavy, yeah. and he won those draws. He pulled people into that game yesterday, and I. It won't go. It won't say much coming from this guy, but that might be one of Tyler's better games as a Tiger, and mm-hmm. the stats won't show it and whatever. But I, I love that game from him last night. Little in a, things though, right? In Little a things. hostile not... barn, a place he have only won twice now in almost the last two seasons, in that building. Yeah, he was great. I thought he's it's such a, a game good... that you can build on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, what is the the bus ride back from a game like that? Because, you know, you. you if you lose a heartbreaker, a frustrating one, you'll get chewed up by the coach if you did something wrong. For that game, is it in a is it a relaxed buzz? Are they still mad about something like that? Like they played okay, it was just bad start, ran out of time. Is uh, it a quiet bus ride home? Well, without you know what happens on the bus stays on the bus. You know, there's no chewing on the bus. I know that it, it it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, breakdowns of hey. We need to talk, and here's what we had. It's a lot of video, and I don't know what the video is because I don't look because yeah. that's not my job. But there's a lot of breakdowns and individual chats quietly. It This team, this coaching staff, and I know Joe mentioned it last year, I think on your last podcast of the mm-hmm. year, of how you can't you can't rip, guys. You, you can't. If you have the negative en- energy, that pushes it to them. And it, Now, are they, oh, it's okay. We lost last night. No, of course not. Right. But, it's also game like, 25. Like, hey, this is what you did wrong. This is what I'm ne- I'm showing you. Here's some good things that you did last night. And we carry on. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel the bus is. It, it's so different now. Excuse me. Just, oh, yeah. I, I get emotional thinking about it, too. No. Yeah. When we, you and I played sports, not even at the highest of levels, I remember, and you know what? I wasn't good enough to do anything right. But after losses, I would be so just mad like i just don't even look at me like (laughs) like i don't want i just want to go home and i want to go sit downstairs and don't want to talk yeah don't want to talk about it and you know the old man would say well that wasn't great i was like nope (laughs) and then you just kind of that's the end of that conversation right there's not as much of that now but again that's a different team game and you know you're mad for about 10 15 minutes but that's the part of being in the western league you're trying to get to that pro level where you have to forget about it like yeah we weren't good we Mm -hmm. can talk about it tomorrow Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it it's not uh, people could accept losing more than I think people do now. Back in the day, oh yeah, and and that's and I don't know that that's with all these kids now they just are okay with it. But yeah, it, it just I think it's just how the world works. Like we ever since you know a couple of certain world events and oh well, sort of there should carry be on. A, a you know what I mean. And it's not trying to the same the kids it. they don't like losing. They hate losing. It's just well we lost. All right, next one. Well, like Lance yeah. said, it's game 25. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like... I think that's the point there. But it's just, I wonder, like, for that one, is it, a, is it a bad loss? Is it a bad taste in your mouth? Are you frustrated? Did you really want that one? I, I, I didn't see that there was a ton wrong with just, like, nitpicking maybe one or two things that came back and bit the Tigers in the butt yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't really know where to go with this from here. It's just kind of... The team started bad. That's what happened. Yeah, top to bottom, the team didn't start good enough, and so if you play well, you probably win, win that you game. Get, and you give up three in the first ten minutes, you probably are going to have a tough time. Yeah, you're, you're going to have a bad time. That's that happens. It, it's happened a few times this year. I wouldn't expect to see it this weekend, right? So it's you like, hope not. 
Or you're going to lose both. Right. And it happens, right? It's one of those things, like like we've been saying, they were one shot away by the end of the game. Um, you'd hope that, obviously, after the game, there's you're not happy about it. But to Gino's point, you have to, at some point, be able to, to move yourself past into the next one until, you know, there's there's no other next one left. Yeah, and until the season's over. Until it's game 69 yeah. of the season, yeah. which would mean game one of a playoff series. Yeah. I like to hear, though, that there's, there's a lot of work that gets done, you know, after when you have that time. Because realistically, you still have two hours, two and a half hours mm-hmm. after the game when you're going home to, to go over stuff. To, well, it's still fresh to look, yeah, 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 and, and you you get you know enough time away from it that you're not spiraling, but it's also like you said, kind of like fresh in your mind that you can look back at things and and dissect that video because that that's a big step, right? I, I mean, we talk about how prepared former Tiger James Hamlin was when he was here, and how he always took the steps to to be like a professional right he was always well prepared he was always working he would give himself time to to come down from games win or lose and whatever but he was always trying to get better and it's cool to see that you know even hearing from from joe in that pregame show ethan mccallum showing up yeah beating joe to the rink some nights to or that's hard to do to to go and work out like those are the steps that that are really exciting for this team because like you know, with with the work that they put in, and they're gonna outwork anybody away from the ice. That, like we we talk about the steps to make playoffs. That's what's encouraging. You see them doing it off of the ice to take those steps. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to make sure I don't <laughs> reveal stuff on the bus. It's not like there's anything like diabolical. There's not a don't I you say environment word? wise, right? Like, is that one that like the boys are really pissed about because they shouldn't be because yeah. it's not like. It was a frustrating loss. It was a weird game last night, mm-hmm. just by watching it. it. It just felt like a weird atmosphere type game. It just it wasn't the way the Tigers usually play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't play well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 annoying. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Swift is annoying. It's been annoying for two years. <laughs> right. Uh, at some point, you you want to change that though. To your point, right? Like, you'd like to win a couple games at the Iplex. Yeah. Well, especially I, yeah. if down the road there's a seven-game series where you might have to make your way to the Iplex for mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, and I'm hoping... Fireball Friday. Only Fireball ha- Friday. They'll you know, fight you. The best yeah. part, and this is, a again, we don't know this yet because guess what? Six more games against the Swift Current Broncos before the season's out. That's good. Only one more game to the Iplex. That's too Because there's going to be five home games. What a shame. Friday? What a shame. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's good if we don't know, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to know. It was Wiener Wednesday at... Wiener point. Wednesday, a pop and a wiener was six bucks. You're not day. serious. I wiener am serious. Wednesday. Yeah. Do they have a theme for every night there? They do well there. I'll give. No, I'm not well, saying that's that, wrong. It did, but look, it did look like they do well last well, night. Well, I'm not saying I, I like their promos that. that they do. They've got the slew shark thing coming back. It. I love yeah. that jersey that they do. No, I'm all. I'm all for a good deal. I listen. My number one thing has always been get them in the door. Get them in the door. But like Wiener Wednesday, Fireball Friday, Taco like, Tuesday. Well, that would be too or Taco obvious. Thursday. Yeah, I was gonna say it's oh, probably Turkey on Thursday. Turkey Thursday. Just turkey deep legs. fry a few turkeys out in the parking lot. They oh. just chuck people some pieces of deep fried turkey. Yeah, Wiener out Wednesday. I'm kind of sad. I didn't Sangria go. Saturday. Ooh, there's no chance anyone there is ordering a sangria. There's just no. <laughs> people, do people from Swift Current even know what sangria Whoa. is? I think so. Oh. I, I hope shot. so. I don't know. 
I'm um, just joking. That's just so, me turning heel slowly but surely. So Friday, Saturday, uh, Calgary and Prince Albert, they're probably going to follow similar models to the last couple games. When, when Brandon came through, where we were talking that you know it's going to be a really tough stretch because you don't get the opportunity to take even 10 minutes off, as you saw yesterday. Um, so for, you know, Friday and Saturday against Calgary and PA, what's, uh, like, what things are you looking forward to, Gino, with this team? Well, I'm intrigued of the goaltending matchup. Uh, Evan May, I believe, is starting to, uh, tonight. Yeah, whatever. You can say tomorrow. We all get it. Uh, he'll be starting against Calgary, and I think it's Zahara for the teddy bear toss against PA on Saturday. So that three-headed monster yeah. is going. I just want to see how this team responds at home now and just, just to kind of see the difference of how they play because I know we talked about power play wasn't as good as home. They whip it around too much or extra deke here and then just didn't have a great start on the road and maybe they're a better home team. I know they're, what, 8-2-2 two, and two at home this year. Right. That's a really good record at home. I want to see if that continues and they can be hard to play at at home, and it's going to be a long night for Calgary. I think Calgary's been one of the better teams in the entire league. Yeah, the last two weeks, like I know they lost to Lethbridge earlier in the week, and you know got a they got an overtime win against Red Deer. By the way, look out for the Red Deer Rebels. Like those mm-hmm. games after Christmas against Red Deer are going to be huge. Yep. So yep. that's a different story for a different day. But I I kind of look at how how does Calgary get out of their. Ethan Bonaventura has really settled in. I think he was a 920 going into that game against Red Deer. Save percentage. And the Tigers have done well against him. Yes, they have. The first yeah. two he's games of the year, I think. He's due, he's due for a visit against Tigers the Tigers. Tigers scored seven goals against him in the first two games. There you go. And Pretty good. I'm, Pretty I'm good. intrigued. I, now the t- Tigers are kind of got that 11-7 and seven format right now. We might get Vasil Spilka back Friday against Calgary. Ooh. Um, potentially. I know there will be some shuffling uh, maybe to the 12-6 and six again. Um, you know what? The eleven and seven, I have no problems with it. We didn't see a lot of Nate Corbet against uh, Swift. It was a tough game. I think he just has to keep doing what he's doing. But I'm interested if if it, the Tigers can get their twelve forwards back, and ideally, we'd love to see Braden Bame come through the front door. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. It. I want to see what Vasil can bring and stay healthy and in this lineup, and maybe that helps a little bit because you have. I know Hayden Harsani's done well on the the quote unquote second line with McKenna and Weisblatt, but God, I really wanted him to score a goal last I night. I know, man, he, he should have scored one last move. night on the breakaway. He deked that defender straight out of his underpants. I was Owen Pickering. Uh, he you just wa- couldn't. You finish. He was one of the best defensemen in the league. He did that <laughs> yeah, too. I want a Harsani goal every night. <laughs> you do. Yeah, yeah. You, you you're gonna, you're gonna bid on the Harsani jersey when it comes available, aren't you? <laughs> they should just give it to me, which is fine. And I think Hayden's played great. I, you know what? I just think you might have to be kind of. I don't want to say knock down a peg to build yourself back up a bit. And then it's not – I think maybe he needs to – He's go. taking on a big role. And maybe he's not quite ready for it, but he's done well. So I, I don't know how don't to – want a top really power play. Well, there you go. <laughs> Respectfully, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not to shoot you down, but you're just not moving anyone off the top five. I don't think so. Um, I would like to see – Like I know Matt Pranch had a tough game last night, but I thought he was really good, too, at times. Like I know the dash three yep. won't – obviously, that'll be a blemish on his record. Brett Parsons on a two-game goal-scoring streak, so we'll see if that continues. Sheriff's cooking. Yeah, man, the look sheriff, out. Sheriff's two off his career high. He's so. buzzing now. Yeah. He's and, gotten going. But I would like to see Matty P – Man, he's been so close to scoring his first goal like three or four times now, mm-hmm. and I think it's hard. I think it, it's not building on him because he's such a really consummate, 
almost a pro mm. at 16. I like how he goes about his business. And he's got that one cool hat that he wears on home games. You like his hats? Like his hat. I like his shot. And, I mean, that shot's it's only going to get, like, harder and, get and worse, I guess, if you say, as the, the older he gets. Yeah. But I love the fact that a 16-year-old, you give it to him at the point, he's going to try and shoot. Yes. yes. Or move he, it. Whip he, it. Quick. Yeah. He's I respect felt that. comfortable to create in the ozone, which is not something you get a lot from younger players, obviously. But yeah, it, it would be good to to having Vasil back would would add another layer once again. Yeah. Just gives you more options, really, more than anything. Um, and then Strong. you can you can ease him back in the lineup if you want to, because you know to your point, there there hasn't been any reason why you couldn't have Parsani continuing to run with McKenna and Weisblatt. Um, it's not hurting you at five on five at all that line, so you can almost ease Spilka back in, or you mm-hmm. can drop him wherever you where you feel. I would feel. like to maybe see, maybe I'm not the coach, and I That's no what one's not going to get. Is. We I need know, to yeah, Gino. To I don't know if you realize this. No one thinks you're the coach. I know. I hope. Yeah, not. this podcast. I'd be intrigued to try coaching. and see Spilka in mm-hmm. the top six, the quote unquote top six, Harsani. Or sorry, let me take that back. Okay. I retract okay. what I just said. All right, yeah. Scooby Doo. I'd like to bring Tomas Mercik back with Wiseblad mm-hmm. McKenna, maybe, and I don't know if that's an option. And maybe you go Harsani with Saint Martin and Smith, mm-hmm. just something mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna go to and then Spilka, Calhoun, and McCann. That's a really good fourth line, quote yes. unquote energy line. Yeah, that is that would be cool to see. I don't. I don't know. I. It, I don't think they'll change anything, which they don't have to. Like, they really don't. But if they got a tinker, that's the one thing. Joe doesn't like to tinker with his power play. Or he yeah. He's keeping the guys he's got on there. There's never, unless somebody's hurt, right? I mean, we saw Andreessen the, on the top unit for a bit there because Mercer took that 10-minute misconduct. Maybe at 5-on-5, five five, there's been the the cooling off a touch of, of Tomas's point production, so to speak. Um, but it's also just – it's a little bit of a different role once again, right? When 100 times. You're probably getting a lot more – I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess the, the D zone starts for Smith centering a line is probably more so than what, you know, Weisblatt, McKenna, and Harsani have had as of late. Yeah. And so when you're, you're you know, maybe changing that aspect, it, it would be nice to have Mercic – you know, vibing a bit more offensively at five on five, but he he fits that third group so well. Yes, he does. It's it's not Braden Bame on that right wing, but Tomas Mercik is doing a very good job of making it his own. And for being on a team in a city that hates change, yeah. who has to deal with change the most is Tomas Mercik. Yeah, he feels like always since, been moving, and that's got to be hard on a guy. It so, is it, like. Shane Smith and Hunter St. Martin are great linemates, and they're great humans in the community, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I could. Yeah, that was cool to see all the stuff they were doing. Yeah. They, we'll get to that in a they're second. They're one of the. Yeah. But still, like, man, you, it's hard. Like, if you're. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like doing what Tomas is doing as much sometimes. Like, where you got. Man, I got. Okay. All right. Let's go. But taking it with a. And a team guy, team player, and the I know. It's going to get better, and he's fine. I'm not ripping a guy. Let's be real. I'm not ripping anybody. No, so. but it's not It's not easy when— It's so hard. Uh, like, I want if Jesse's not in the studio for a week and I go in, it's going to be different. Yes. You may not like it. Yeah. You may think it's better. I doubt it. But. You have to imagine like just going to work and having something that you deal with day in and day out, then being different. 
yeah. for a stretch of time. And, and you know, a lot of these you, – you can say what you will about how it's, you know, maybe not going to outwardly impact anything, but it certainly does when you just are used to someone being in a certain spot as little as that. And maybe now it's not, like, how you once had it. So Mercer's done a great job. Uh, 100%. Yeah, but to that easy. point, it would be cool to see him get going a bit more five-on-five yeah. five offensively. Yeah. I so. think and he would tell you the same thing. Yeah. So we got two games, Friday, Saturday, Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday. But let's talk about Tigers in the community. Let's start Monday night. You guys did the skate with the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Place. Was that was already on Monday. Eh? That was. Yeah, it looks big like brothers, a lot of Tiger fans Shout out showed Big up. Brothers, Big Sisters, Madison Hat, putting that on. It's pretty fun. Uh, a lot of, lot of autographs. For some reason, kids wanted mine, and I was wow, like, that's I was like, wow. "You sure about this?" Like, that's surprising. Did you I get s- on the skates? No, oh. I can't skate. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, well. Not well. Uh, not like I would like. Yeah, like there's a lot of knives on that ice surface, and if I'm out there, there could have been right too too many. Yeah, too too many that's knives. Right. No, we were good. Uh, it was fun. Uh, you know, from six to eight, I know that that's it's a big commitment for the guys to do stuff like that. It, it you know they've got work to do. They've got lives of their own that they're trying to live and you know study if you're in school mm-hmm. and uh work out or talk to family i don't know what time they drop it on Fortnite. I'm whatever you do on a monday whatever you do on a monday watching raw watching a but on i mean a it's Wednesday. pretty cool like, i don't know like seeing parents and just tiger fans in general posting yep. on social media really saying good. hey mm-hmm. kiddo got to meet gavin or kiddo got to meet shane smith and skate with him and kind of talk to him that that's cool and as much as the the players love that it goes a long way with the fans, man. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I tell the kids this when well the kid, the kids, the old man Gino, the old man Gino, the old kids. This, I say you're gonna make a kid's day, yeah. by doing this. And I even talked to when we went to um, Saint Francis Xavier's school uh, on Tuesday. It's been a busy week for community. Next couple of weeks, uh, buckle up. It's a lot be going fun. on, and it's the busiest time of the year. And I said, you guys are going to make, some kid's going to remember this for the rest of their life. And you might make their life, like you know, and and you're going to be a part of that. And it may mean nothing to some of these guys. Just, yeah, let's just go. Let's go do this and whatever. But I think when they had that ball hockey game at the end there outside, when it's like plus three in November, I was like, my goodness, this is, it's pretty fun too. I kind of watch that. And the guys get into it. And I know, and I, I go back to Shane and Hunter. They've been one of the two best guys I've had for community and Shane said, uh, I like doing this. I really, and he's like, well, I'm done school. What else am I doing? And right. I love kids like that. I really do. And I know I probably wasn't as, I would, if I was ever of children and if one was with a Shane Smith like person, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy. So yeah. that, it's just a high praise for my spot. It goes a long way for all of them. I think the boys love it. Like, they get to live that rock star lifestyle a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like, these kids look up to them. Oasis mm-hmm. Wiseblatt making cookies. <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing that. It's now. a big, big, We're part working of, on it. big part of, you know, getting into the community. And like you said, uh, I mean, when you start to, to run into these kids that, that get to meet their idols, right? Like, I, I saw some of the photos. There was someone who shared. Uh, a picture of of their kid with Shane or Hunter St. Martin. It was and, and to say like my my child idolizes Hunter. Mm-hmm. So like they finally got like, to meet each other. Yeah, like, like, that's the kids that's in so our community. Cool. They look up to this team. Lance and I are in the same boat. We grew up here. The Tigers were everything. They are everything because we grew up. That's our team, right? right. That's right. what makes this team to special. Us, that's our NHL team. Right? And the the Tigers. Our, our hockey team that we support. So and to that huge. being said, like there's a lot of, you know, community 
things to be at and, and events to attend. And a lot of players are are putting the, the time into the community. And that should also just simply be celebrated. So it's cool that, you know, you bring up some of the players that have been involved because it is it is also a, a big personal commitment, right? Because, I mean, no matter what's going on in your world, like you are going out into the community and kind of parking your personal life aside, good, bad, or otherwise, because let's face it, they all have lives off the ice. Um, but they're making someone else's day better, and at that yeah. age, it's pretty cool to recognize. My daughter I, still talks about meeting Rory. Yeah, yeah like right. she'll brag to school that my dad gets to hang out with Rory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, what, what do you say? Well, he hangs out with Lance on. Yeah, it doesn't care. No, about he's age. just oh, well. drunk Uncle Lance. Yeah, at this point. drunkle, <laughs> drunkle Lance back <laughs> over again. Ah, drunk Uncle Lance yeah. is over again, Dad. Make, make sure we take the toys away. He's gonna slip and fall. <laughs> yeah, that's put good. the put the Legos back. Well, we in got the box. a busy week. We've got um, we're actually doing the Santa Claus Fund intake this week as this is being recorded, and a lot of people are asking what it is, and I still don't really know what the Santa Claus Fund is. I know all the mm-hmm. days. I'm like, I don't know what the day's gonna look like, but it, this is probably gonna be this is gonna move you a little bit doing stuff for them. And next week we've got uh, the Ralston Skate at the base. Oh, Ralston loves one. that. Uh, that's on Tuesday. I believe I should look on the calendar to make sure. Sometime next week. Well, they Some, br- they shut down we, Ralston for that. And then the um, then we've got the hospital visit with uh, the pediatrics with the alternates and Captain Tyler McKenzie delivering teddy bears next week. So which what the teddy bear toss is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the teddies that get thrown on there, some of them are going to go to the Medicine Hat Health Association, and they give back to some of the sick kiddos. Yeah. And so to see their faces when tigers show up to deliver some of the teddy bears, mm-hmm. God, it the, melts your heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, oh. like my insides hurt. Like God. it's just, oh my goodness, so mm-hmm. good. Um, obviously, this will be the second round for most of the captains doing this. The only guy who hadn't didn't do it last year was Oasis because he wasn't right. the captain last year, so... Uh, I remember that there's one picture with the gigantic bear and the little kid who was really sick. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he was really. Brace sick. yourself because I'm hearing rumors from Tiger fans. There's gonna be multiple giant bears. Yeah, I've heard well, about a lot that of big too. bears. All yeah, right. The, all right, there's a lot of funny. Tiger fans that, Dal- are, that are going in on the big, yeah. t- the big teddies. Dal Moline, who gets way too much airtime on this podcast, he doesn't even play. That's right. Yeah, we love Dal. He was yeah. so fun to be at that and. He was walked into the room and they're like, "Well, be careful. You got to go in there and wait. Make sure." Kid, the kid's like. Hi, <laughs> like just like stare up, and they're like, "We got you, Bear. Which one do you want?" He's like, "I want that one. It's the big one, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas is like, "Here you go, buddy." <laughs> Drops cool. it on, and there's a picture. And he's just like, like I, I don't know. I, I don't have kids. I don't have uh, sick kids or anything like that. And yeah. I can only imagine. Also, seeing that I, I can't remember if it was Moline or or Parsons or maybe it was it wasn't Mackenzie. It might have been Krebs when they held the ten minute old child. And I didn't oh, take right, pictures yeah. of that for for obvious reasons because yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Like, do you want to hold them? And, and I, I guess so. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just say no. Yeah, yeah, love to. Yeah, sure. So, I, I'm excited for that. Do it's you have a, a Do you have a pick for who you think scored yeah. oh. the Teddy Bear goal? That sounds a well. Big you question. know what? He's heating up at the right time. Okay, we're going with the Cremona Cowboy, Rhett wow. Parsons. You heard it here first. Wow. Okay. That would be uh, that would be something. That'd be goal number four if he hits it. Well, you're you're saying that he's not going to score on Friday against Calgary to make it three straight games with the goal. That's he might true. do that. Oh, so you know what? I've got my back. You know what? He might be on a four game goal. I think it, that would be great. Or if he just takes a night off. No, he won't take a night off. And I then know. brings brings back the offense Br- on Saturday. For, for, for Saturday. Oh, you know what? I'll still go with it. Yeah. The shots he scored on, he could do it again. Okay. He did last night. Yes. Okay, go on. 
Uh, I will pick. Uh huh. Harsani. There you go. I, I, Stone Hayden Cold. going to score on Friday, and it's going to open the floodgates. Uh huh. He's going to get another one Saturday. Oh, he's gonna, oh okay. So I'm you're kind of the same boat as me. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're one game ahead here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm he's, expecting two and two. So he's going to do well Friday, and that'll parlay its way yep. into Saturday for yep. another good night. So Lance has probably got the most logical choice coming up. Well, there here. are a lot of e- easier options, I suppose. And by yeah, easier, I mean like the, outside the box. A, the, a 20 year old or 20 goal 20 scorer. 20 goal scorer and Caden Lindstrom. Uh, that would be a good guess. Um, 72 might be a fine pick. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I am. not add to it, hey? Oh, boy. I'll, uh, I'll say Oasis. Two back to back years. Just because I think that Oasis seems to find his way into those moments that are mildly impactful, Oasis is going to just—it it might just kick off his leg. Is it there, might redirect off him in the front of the and net. And the celebration will be off the charts if yeah. it happens. For yeah. games like that, is it kind of a blessing and a curse? Like, do all do? Is that in the back of the boys' minds that they want to be that that goal scorer? It can be. I think it got to him a little bit last year because Austin Elliott from Saskatoon was just an absolute brick wall. And like, wasn't it like the final five minutes that we scored the goal yeah, last year? It was year? right before the point where you're not supposed to throw the Bears. Right. Yeah, there's like, no way. There's a Someone cutoff. was telling me that there's a point that you're not allowed to throw anymore. I believe it's in the last five minutes. There of the is game. no good way. Luck with that. Yeah, there good luck with that. There is no yeah. way that old Jim Deuce goes out there and says, fans, please do not throw the teddies until the, the end of the game. No, they're going <laughs> to Mandatory no fun yeah, for the next five minutes. Happen. Have you ever been to a Chuck-a-Puck? Old oh. wild fans out there start oh, throwing yeah. when there's nothing even on the nothing ice. Nothing there, yeah. So there's no way they're not going to oh, throw yeah. the teddies. Oh, yeah, true. It's even better... I, somebody had it happen last year. I can't remember. Maybe it was Spokane or something. The it was a no goal. Like they reviewed it, but the <laughs> but but no. the Bears were already chucked. So what right. do you do, right? Like, Tough. But uh, but yeah, that's what I you go- don't want is a goal that, that although reviews are very minimal now. So this might not many, not many. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Oasis. I don't know, just something Oasis, okay. something about big moments. Okay, so we like got Oasis, that. Parsons, and Harsani. Right. Like, and that's naturally who anyone would pick for their for their three. <laughs> and so it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like the taco time two minute drill they do when it's always just Tyler always McKenzie. McKenzie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you mentioned twenty goal scorer now, career high in goals for Caden Lindstrom. Uh, he didn't get picked. <laughs> Gavin ready. McKenna tied for third on the team in shots. We didn't pick him either. Bash had a four goal game last week. Didn't pick but him. Yeah, no, not nope, good enough for him. us. <laughs> Tyler good, McKenzie could score not, goals not too. Not good enough for these three idiots. Uh, <laughs> Shane Smith don't has got twelve oh, on the year. There's he, a lot riding. A lot. There's a lot riding on Parsons, uh, Oasis, and and Harsani to to make yeah. this happen. Should we get two picks? Should we get a, a favorite? Might, no, no. <laughs> I I feel very confident in our picks. All right. Because we have well, uh, I feel confident in your pick. No, I now I'm thinking about it. Cause <laughs> I was gonna say we we could have split this up to different lines, but you know, a five on five like Oasis and Harsani might be playing together. So that's. That, that that's sweet. I mean, the it, pot it, a little bit for you guys. It makes it a little bit maybe more likely when they're on the ice, but also yeah. we we don't. We're, we're all of our eggs are now in one basket. I've picked a wise. defenseman that only has three goals <laughs> this year. So. He's buzzing though. He's, He's buzzing. buzzing. He's buzzing though. So you just never know. It'll be fun on Saturday, yeah. man. You be. and you're gonna be at the teddy bear toss. Yeah, you yeah, never come to those. No, apparently. that'll be new. I have no idea how the day goes. So when's your like? A, St. Louis break. stunt car rally racing in two weeks. In two weeks, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, this is the first time that Teddy Bertaz has been this early. It usually uh, it is was... in the middle of December. That's why he's not here. Yeah, it's usually a weekend after. I feel like it was the same time last year. I, I think it's earlier this time. Our racing moves, I know that. Our races move a little bit. but uh, For some reason, I always thought around the December 15th. 
That's what I always had in my head for Teddy Bear. No, because that's the last week before Christmas. So the following week, because we play Edmonton. God, do we have Edmonton as a Teddy Bear? No, we don't. Thank goodness. I noticed that like we have our Teddy Bear toss game. Tigers aren't in anybody else's Teddy Bear toss game. Oh, those are. Oh, I was. That's a little bit of a blessing. I'm just wait. I was just like, like when the schedule came out. Please don't be in Calgary. Please don't be in Calgary. Oh yeah, Calgary's a big one. It's the biggest one. Right. That's. I mean, that's a cool thing to see. I, I don't want to do 45 minutes of nothing. Well, I was going to say, that'd be a, that'd be a long hold, a long yeah. pause. But You might be coming on the bus if I was doing that uh, one. Yeah, I might have had to. Might have had to. Might have brought all, both of us and just, oh, just yeah, have like a, a sh- man booth. Just do a line of Tigers on Cage right there. Yeah, give me put right you in between, between the, the benches, benches and the saddle, right? though. Just put I'll Jesse. I'll be your Pierre Maguire. Oh, yeah. yeah that, would, <laughs> that would be good. That would, you would just be sitting there talking to Hayden the whole time. Yeah, sure would. Hey, Horace, how come you have a go score goal? Yeah. Just goal. see Joe like shut up. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so Prannage calls me Lance all the time. Oh, oh really? This is good. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. wow. So, so this started because I'd go in there and give him the fist bump, and he'd go, "Let's go, Lance." <laughs> and he would already pass by that I didn't want to correct him. Like it happened too many times now. That oh, it's, too it's late. not when you don't know a person's name, but yeah. you've seen them enough times, and you're and like, listen, "Hey, he, he wants to go with it, go with it." So second time goes, third time goes. I think it was about the fourth time. He goes, let's go, Lance. And as they're running, someone goes, it's Jesse. <laughs> and then repeated words that I can't repeat on here. And then all of a sudden, he felt bad. And so he apologized. He goes, sorry, Jesse. I was like, listen, man, if it's working, you do you. Yeah. So now he calls me Lance just because he feels like it's right, working. Which but then good. He, it would be funnier if he called you Jesse. Well, and I, I, I don't get to backwards. see him, obviously, as much, yeah. right? Because oh. hey, you always catch him when they're coming out. You're so. hiding in that lounge there with the chair, the nice couches and the... Media right, lounge. yeah, the media lounge has got some new, uh, new upgraded digs. So yeah, cool. yeah. But, shout uh, out to Co-op in Place. There, maybe next, yeah, yeah, I, I can't control that. Was well. that a Co-op Place deal to put that together? I walked down the tunnel one day. I was like, "Why is there a couch and nice things in here?" That's you probably good. realize there's so many extra couches that are just hanging off to the side that they're like, I "Let's know. get these in a room." I wanted to steal at least two of those couches and just put them in my place and see how long Co-op Place knows as they're gone. Know. I think I think Derek would kill me if I did that. Might, oh, he's gonna know now. He probably could have got away with yeah, it before. Right. No, I I'm not smart enough. <laughs> but it'll uh, it'll be a good weekend, man. It'll be great. It'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. We Friday got night, seven more games before Christmas. That's Friday it, night got oh. big one against Calgary. Anytime that you're playing a, a division rival, it's a big one. Gets re- I don't care how early it is. More. Only it, it losses is. in regulation have come, or losses in regulation. The Central have come against the Swift Current Broncos. Tigers are six, two, and one okay, against let's the Central stop this year. Uh, and I got Saturday, six more of those. Yeah, Teddy more. Bear toss against mm-hmm. the Raiders, a team that have we played the Raiders yet? Lance, I was trying to figure no, out. No, we okay, have so we haven't went up right because they went and did that Brandon trip just and that was on it. their own for fun. No, yeah. that was a that was a wonderful one. No, uh, PA also won the season series last year, three games to one. PA played the Tigers really well last year. They did and played them really well on the road, like really well, annoyingly well. Tikot Chaika was really good. Right in those two games, but he's not there anymore. I was going to so. say Tikon is also not there, so yeah. that might be the difference. But new team, Ryder Richie's really good player. Get mm-hmm. your tickets, tix.ca. Let's fill that uh, co-op place because the the crowds have been heavy. Hey, we got the the wave back last weekend. Right, last that was weekend against. I'm Brandon. not a big wave guy. Well, this this city was huge in the wave, and then it died down. So then I saw these kids trying to get it, and I went upstairs. I said, "You give me the microphone right now." And so they turned the music down. I said, "Hey." These kids are trying to start the wave. Let's go. Yeah. And then the yeah. wave just went See, above. you got to play the Hawaii 5-0 theme if you're going to do that. Vibe, it has yeah. to be on top. Like, dun, 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 dun. I feel there needs to be a new song for the wave. 
You know tequila. what? What song? I don't know. Oh, tequila. Da, 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 That'd be great. Da, da. And then uh, when uh, when it hits tequila, everyone Everyone's just shouts tequila. Yeah. Well, that's what you're supposed to do with it. I would just like to. <laughs> Good I would point. just. I would just like to. Um, <laughs> Never considered that. Can we just? <laughs> can we just get rid of Star Wars for three oh, stars? Here we go again. Okay. All right. All right. That's my gripe of the day, and I'm done. I'll have a I'll have another song to petition for that. You can't just say get rid of the Star Wars because you have to come up with something. I already got it. What is it? Top Gun ending credits. Oh yeah. Okay. Like Danger Zone? Kenny no, no, Loggins? No, 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 no. The oh, that would have been. Yeah, so like what about, well, that's a great a great option. What about Kenny Loggins and Danger Zone? For the three stars? Now? Yeah, yeah. I mean. It doesn't fit, but I, I, I don't, don't think it fits honest, for a loss. If you I would have went with Smash Mouth, Hey Now You're an All-Star. That's actually kind of funny, too. I wow. Actually, the one I, I wow. love. as cool as Danger Zone. As I love the creative that we have right now. The one song I wanted to have for a loss, and I had two when I was in Okotoks, and I, I found the second one. First was I'm Just a Kid by um, Simple Plan. Okay. And then the other one is Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, Break Stuff's classic. Yeah. <laughs> break Stuff's good. I'll stop before I get in All trouble. right, let's get out of here. Two big games. These two gentlemen will have the call. Yeah. yeah. You can listen to that. But uh, Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. <laughs> Back with more on the way. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Hey, maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tiger Uncaged. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. It's Jesse and Lance. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we also should say congratulations, Dan Near. Yeah, Danny. Danny, the next commissioner of the WHL. I don't know if we're on that level with, with Danny, but we've dropped the the slang Danny, so I guess we're we're in there now. But yeah, Dan Near, Adidas executive, going to be the incoming WHL commissioner after the end of the year when Ron Robinson uh, will be outgoing. So it was actually pretty cool. What was it? A couple uh, home games ago, we had Ron Robinson in co-op place. Yep. Yeah, he was there uh, in part. I think he's doing, you know, one more tour through all the All of them. He was telling me about it. He's trying to hit every Mm -hmm. arena. Every home. This year. Kudos to him. What a way to say goodbye by going to everyone's barn. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? That's a nice little touch. And, you know, teams are, you know, saying their thank yous and doing little ceremonies. And it was uh, a really cool touch. And it just kind of worked out that when Robinson was here, uh, it was also just after Mickey Lanik had 1,500 games. Uh, of work and service and time in with the Medicine Hat Tigers. So uh, cool shout out to, to Mick again. But, uh, but, yeah, so Dan Near, the new guy. I tried to get uh, the commissioner's thoughts on who had the best and worst barn, but he wouldn't tell me. Really? Yeah. 
because well, he's a guy that would. Know. But he's 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 outgoing, right? You feel he's, like he might just let her rip, and he's an easy dude honest. to talk to. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, I was kind of I'm I'm hoping that you know if we were to get him after he's done, maybe then he'll answer because he's I not working. So. Yeah, I hope so. Hey, he came up to me, he goes, "You're the loud guy," and I was like, "Yes, sir." And he <laughs> asked me what my secret was, and I said, "Red Bull." Right, well, lots of Red Bull. Amp Energy. Amp Energy is a good one the, too. The Depends on what's on sale. <laughs> yeah, whatever's on sale. But congratulations, it, kudos to him, new commissioner. That's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, I would imagine. Another thing to talk about: James Hamlin, Tiger, great second goal. Now, I feel like every time we yeah. brought this up, he went and got another one. So if we keep doing this, right, maybe next week we get to talk about his third and fourth goal. Cool to see, though. Huh? James Hamlin is playing some good hockey. Yep. I mean, it helps you have Sam Gagne on the line with you. I think that boosts your Doesn't confidence up anything. a little bit. If the Edmonton Oilers drop mm-hmm. this kid again, yeah, they don't deserve to have a franchise. I mean, yeah, we touched on it at length a couple times, but I've always thought that he should have started the year with the team. Hundred percent. They they need from a from a business point of view, they need players on league minimum contracts that can chip in in the bottom six, and Jimmy can do that. He can kill penalties if it gets to a point that they need him to do that. Uh, he's reliable on faceoffs. He plays his own end just as well as anything. Uh, and he can forecheck a little bit to get you some energy, right? So yeah. it just felt like it felt like he should have been on to start. I don't know what discussions were had where he didn't, but he's there now. So I shout out to Jimmy. Yeah, oh, yeah, he should. I, also, I don't see why. Uh, shout out to our good friend Kane Lindstrom. Uh-huh. Be part of the Top Prospects game January really? 24th. I didn't see that. Yeah. They, they announced the, the Top Prospects. Yeah, it was about 20 hours ago on uh, CHL. Really? Yeah, Kane Lindstrom can put the puck in the net. Tigers forward, rightfully a grade-A prospect for the 2024 NHL draft. And then nice little 25-second video, which had top prospects game. Oh. Moncton, January 24th. So kudos to Kane Lindstrom. Did, did, well they, deserved. Uh, did they drop the the rosters? That's a good question. I just saw the Kane Lindstrom one. Oh, so you haven't looked? I haven't looked. But well, stall for me for a okay. second. Because Kane I'd, Lindstrom, top I'd like prospect. To see, I'd like to see who else is going, but... I, I don't want tickets to the... You don't want tickets to... You don't want to go to Moncton? No, no, no. I'd and rather... And cheer on our boy? Well, it's not that I... It's not him. It's it's more it's more of a me thing. I just wanted to, to see who's going. But uh, also, in the meantime, can we say shout out to your friend and mine, Windsor Plywood? Oh, they the are experts the, you need to know. Yeah, they are the experts you need to know, of course. Uh, okay, so I guess them. we don't have a roster, but as far as I can tell. So did they just post on their Twitter, Just of Tigers? Because I'm looking on their Twitter account right now. I see no other. That's very strange. It's just Kane Lindstrom. That's very, that's very weird. Kane Lindstrom could put the puck in the net. Top prospects game. Yeah, okay. Tickets available now. I guess he's going. Kudos to Lindstrom for being the only guy named so far for the top prospect. Is he the only one named? What the <laughs> hell? He might be the only one named. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> what what a weird thing the league. What are you doing, CHL? Not sure what they're doing. What are you guys on? But all I got is game information. Yeah, that's all I see tickets. too. Did the Tigers like share this? Tigers shared this. Yeah, but this ain't on the Tigers. This is on. No, no, no. I know, but the Tigers shared it. Like it's kind of it's. Mildly important news that just—I guess that's why I missed it. Because usually I always like to keep an eye out for when the uh, when the rosters drop, right? Because you get to see who teams are really looking after, and I, I think it's always a nice little barometer too for some guys that are not necessarily projecting the top thirty or top forty. The the players that maybe are from forty to sixty, and we always think those are pretty like 
preferential based off of what teams need. Yeah. But you can then have those players also included in the lineup and see what they can do. Like, okay, now that that sparks my thought is is Andrew Basha going to be? That's I kind of thought included. He's got to be in there as well. See, now he's. I think. It's nothing for him, but it's exactly what I just said. Like I think a lot of teams are going to prioritize different things, and mm-hmm. so I don't know if there will ever be a consensus in any draft outside of the sometimes the top one. But you can so have have so many interchangeable parts from thirty to sixty to mm-hmm. ninety, and players are sliding and rising. And you're like, oh my gosh, no way! That's what makes the draft so great. But you'd uh, also think on this tweet they would say. Hey, watch out for yeah. the full roster. This is just a biz- that is a bizarre and weird behavior from the CHL. Even on the CHL, that's the only post that they have about it. That's the only kid. The tickets have been available since October twelfth. What a what a bizarre thing to to post. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so there's, there's a, I'm trying to scroll all the way down. There's no <laughs> other not. Uh, that's that is that is weird behavior. But you know what? All right. Shout out Caden Lindstrom. <laughs> he's, he's the only, only one, one invited. Only one invited so far. Just going to be him skating around, doing some drills. At least the CHL knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. The CHL knows what's up. Yeah. This isn't a flub on our end. It's not a WHL thing, not Tigers thing. That's, no, that's hilarious. That's the CHL. I mean, anyway. All right, good to know. So, uh, so yeah, I we'll guess we'll have that to look forward to next next month. Hopefully by next week we might have the full lineup so we can dive in a little bit more on uh, on the roster in the game. Well, you got to think it's coming. You right? got you a dope so unless someone did a scheduled post, put the wrong date in there. I but. like how you just casually dropped that, and I that blew my mind. I okay. had no idea that was coming. Well, also, some- that would mean uh, the Tigers may be without uh, a couple players for. Oh, well, because the game's on the twenty fourth, yeah. January twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, obviously, oh. we're a ways away from that, but that would mean a Moose Jaw game on the twenty sixth oh. in Moose Jaw. Uh, where potentially there might be some travel back and forth or giving guys the day off, but uh, we'll see. They, they always try and schedule that around and, and leave a gap for that event typically, so um, who knows if Tigers, it looks like Kane Lisham's going to go, but if any other but players also, go. There could also be some Mooshaw players. On yeah, Mooshaw, there could be some Mooshaw guys there, and We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We don't know because CHL didn't say anything. Right. They just said Kane Lindstrom top prospects game. But that's, uh, yeah, the prospects game the 24th and then a home <laughs> and home with the Warriors on the 26th, 27th. <laughs> so that's your mid to late January update. <laughs> hey, uh, we appreciate you for listening. and uh, bizarre. It, very bizarre. What a way to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah that is something. Uh, next week we'll do it all over again. We'll have a lot to dive into. Of course, Calgary Hitmen are in town. Yep. You got the Teddy Bear Toss game against PA. Yeah, expecting a big crowd for that for sure. Yep, and and should be two good games. Uh, this stretch of four for the Tigers. I said when it started against Brandon, they are all tough games. The, all four of these teams will make you work. You're going to see that against Calgary. The Hitmen don't allow anything for free, and PA's always been playing the Tigers well over the last little while. So uh, I, I I expect two. Full 60-minute efforts necessary to, to win both games. And we'll find out if any one of our picks are correct in the Teddy right. Bear Toss goal. Yeah, yeah. well, we are. <laughs> I, I thought about it after we recorded that, yeah. and I still can't believe that we landed on that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Caden Lindstrom has more goals than our three picks combined. Well, if we were smart, we would have done a whole segment where we did a draft, and oh, we went through the man. whole team. That would have been good. And we would have drafted. Well, let's put that on the board for next year. We'll we'll forget about it a year from now. And do it after. That sounds good. As always, we appreciate you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts.
you need to know. Go Tigers! Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged!